from boys and girls. Friday the 13th is here. That's right. We're talking about... Oh, fuck. I gave it away. It's Friday the 13th. On Kill by Kill. the least discussed component of any horror film, the characters. Uh, but uh, today, on Friday the 13th, perhaps even for the first time in our nearly six-year history, we're actually talking about Friday the 13th on Friday the 13th. That's right. We learned our lesson, everyone. We're going we're gonna to talk about it. And uh, you helped us. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, there's only one person I trust that if I end up drowning in the middle of the night, she will haunt that camp where it happened and start killing camp counselors until they learn to watch the fucking kids. The one, the only, Gina Radcliffe. How are you doing today, Gina? Watch the kids and, and watch the grown adults. <laughs> I thought you said you were a good swimmer, Patrick. So I'd like to know what happened here that you drowned in the middle of Camp Crystal Lake. I, it was so dark and everyone else was sexing so good. And I I just <laughs> felt the pull of the inky blackness. And I decided that's where I wanted to go tonight. That's why I loaded my pants with stones. <laughs> just sank to the bottom. <laughs> ah, this is nice. It just felt good. The cold, inky blackness swallowing me whole. Um, (laughs) It got dark fast. Um, So uh, we asked people uh, through all of our social, uh, you know, uh, locales on Twitter, on our, in our Facebook group, uh, on Instagram and Patreon. um, If you had Friday the 13th questions for us to answer and I think the first one, right out of the bat, and I think this cuts to the quick, Gina. Uh, David from our Patreon asks, any regrets? <laughs> um, are you doing the podcast? No, absolutely <laughs> I mean, not. It's an um, open-ended question. It could be, I, I think it is any regrets having to do with Friday the 13th. <laughs> Well, Do you okay. regret talking it, it, about serious, movies that aren't Friday the 13th? Because that, that's an, an occasional regret I have. A, a serious answer would uh-huh. be, I think that if we could go back, we would have gone with the format that we're doing now, which is splitting the movies in half uh-huh. rather than rather than just going by, you know, kill by kill, which, you know, <laughs> went against the, the goes against the, the entire point of our podcast, but right. it also makes it less of a slog because we we've done some movies in which there is no fucking way we would have survived doing breaking it down into up to as many as like five or six parts right yeah i think friday the 13th is really the special sauce there and i think it worked for the most part it worked really right up i think five was difficult we we slightly went insane there and then six seven eight I mean, the other thing that very much helped is by by the time we got to part four, we had guests who would interject their own thoughts and ideas. We weren't just talking with with one another about it. We we had you know we weren't trapped in the prison. We had made ourselves this gilded cage, and that that was particularly helpful. But the the grand mistake I think we made was not just 
Yeah. Getting Jason X over within maybe three episodes. That would have been, I don't know how we, we would have talked about 10 deaths per episode, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, and a couple of them, we, you know, you have to spend a lot of time on like, like, like David Cronenberg. He wants him soft. Um, <laughs> the, perhaps the best line writing in the entirety of the Friday the 13th franchise that David Cronenberg wants Jason Voorhees soft. And, 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 and topical because David Cronenberg has a new movie coming out that I am right. very excited about. Surgery on Jason Voorhees is the new sex. Is Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's the big regret is is that it ends on us slowly going insane. And for from all I can gather, it may have been enjoyable for the listeners. I don't know that it was necessarily enjoyable for us. And I think I drove some of the later guests that we had a little bit batty that we were that insane by that point. <laughs> Andrew Schwartz is a lot of fun trying to convince us that it was a great movie. <laughs> uh, listen, Andrew Schwartz gets a real gold medal for that performance. <laughs> he, he walked in thinking this is going to be fun. And then he was like holding people's hands while they walked to their deaths across a bridge, you know, it was, it was tough. But he we, almost we convinced me it was good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe I just wanted to think it just, just to, to, to have a, a light at the end of the tunnel. We had tried to speed things up in one of my favorite episodes. And that is Friday, the Friday, the first episode of Friday the 13th, part five, where we tried to just race through, I think it's like seven deaths in that one. And uh, it's a wild fucking ride because there's just too many. There were too many. That's the reason we started the podcast. There were too many weird details to talk about. And then I think what we discovered is the later the film series went on, the fewer details were actually weird. And it began to be kind of a weird slog. They they felt they 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 really took a turn. They just started feeling very uh rote which is which is why and i think i I might accidentally be jumping ahead to another to answer another question in re-watching jason goes to hell i'm like okay now we're cooking again you know like you know that now now we got now we got something you know now we got some juice but i mean that's the thing like do i think that jason takes manhattan is a good movie no Did I think it was fun to talk about? Yes, I did. Because there were so many odd fucking details like smoking bread or the full bar for high school graduates or that popcorn maker that was full of popcorn beyond, like if you opened up the door, all the popcorn would just tumble out into your face. Like, like the Uh, end of, uh, like the end of real genius. (laughs) Exactly. And the hay, the, and the hay bales in New York City. The hay bales, the fully furnished uh, alleyways. Like, there's just a lot going on. Because that movie was so run and gun, they had, like, two nickels to rub together to, to to cause sparks to light everything. And as such, like, there was just very rushed decisions that are now chiseled into stone. So when I say that, like, I like this movie... It's not so much that I think it's a great movie. I just think it's interesting to talk about. And some movies I thought would be more fun, a.k.a. Jason X, that turned out to be not so much fun to talk about. So, I don't know. Uh, Regrets, I have a few. But overall, 
I think it helped differentiate us in, in the marketplace. But once we got to Nightmare on Elm Street, like there was no way we could do that uh, with a movie where there were three deaths. Like <laughs> we stretched that out to three episodes and that was as far as you could really do that. And I think it worked to our benefit. Yeah. Uh, and now I feel like, yes, we... Now we hit some a bit more of the highlights of movies, but I also think we're like hitting movies that are harder to find, you know, a new year's evil, a Mikey they're they're out there, but they're not, they're not the milkshake that's going to bring all the boys to the yard. <laughs> and yet I feel like we are in some way responsible for, for the unseen now being on shutter. I uh, listen, I would, it, I, it's kismet. It's, it's magic. It's putting the thing you want out into the universe. I'm a little sick of seeing people say, oh, this is the cool things that are on streaming right now. And it's like, but where's the unseen? Where's the unseen? They're not well, seen. Being unseen, apparently. Yes, very much so. Uh, so let us move on to perhaps a, a more real question. Adam from Twitter asks, What's your favorite get bumped? And was there anything that you'd always wanted to see someone get impaled through kind of like a get bunked wish list? Um, I mean, I got to go for me. I got to go with the classic, uh, you know, arrow through the neck in part yeah. one. Yeah. Arrow through the neck is, is pretty special, but you know, and cast your mind back to nearly six years ago, how impossible that death is. To actually happen. Like oh it, yeah, it's it, it, on a practical level. It, it's it's absurd. It, yeah. there's, just, it's, there's simply no way it could be done. But it's a fantastically inventive thing. Like I just don't think a lot of people figured when seeing that in May of 1980. Oh, that dude's totally getting an arrow through his neck. That that is not something that people knew was going to happen. Right. Exactly. And they also uh, did. They I, also didn't. They also didn't expect Mrs. Voorhees to have such brawny forearms. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, as as we've noted many times, one of the Voorhees family traits is incredible forearm strength, and you can really see it on display there. Um, yeah, man. As far as Friday the Thirteenth get bunks, that's up there. I also do love and hate the shower door get bunked from final chapter where he crushes a person's face, the prettiest man to ever live. You, can, you, you, count that a, you count that as a get bunked? Well, it's through something else. The weapon is his hand. Okay. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. Uh, it's up there. Um, is it the best thing? I, I, mm, I, it's very hard to top that arrow because that arrow is top notch. And, and then, Right after that shower death, then you get the axe through the door that that hits his girlfriend who just lost her virginity in a shower. In a shower. Don't do it. Just certainly not for your first time. That no. should never be your introduction to penetrative sex. I'm sorry, everyone. Just, just the things that movies teach our youth. <laughs> My God. <laughs> All right, the other um, one is a, a get bunked wish list. Um, yeah. Now, I, I would say TV, but TV kind of happened for us, just not in Friday the 13th. It happened for us in A, a Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. Um, but that would be a cool one. 
we've definitely seen enough of them happen in theaters. Um, hmm. What is a what is something I Captain America Shield? Why hasn't that happened? <laughs> I mean, I I don't want to I don't want to spoil anything for uh, uh, our listeners who haven't seen the new Doctor Strange yet, mm-hmm. but but there, there there is some brutality exacted with with uh, not Captain America Shield, but something similar to it. <laughs> I, I again, I don't want to give anything away. Right. Yes. Um. Uh, uh, good flick, by the way. Mostly yeah, all the, it, mostly all the parts with Sit involved that, that you could tell were Sam Raimi's parts. That's the thing. It's like it's a very Sam Raimi movie, and um, I enjoyed that part immensely. And, and what a what a it just fucking rolls, baby. From the minute it starts going, and the theater we saw it in did not have any previews. It just went right from newbie to. Marvel logo and <laughs> went. So it's like, okay, no Avatar then. two for me, baby. <laughs> uh, I, let me, I'm still trying to to. Say, I mean, I am a fan of you know, old fashioned farm equipment. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we have had a a um, a pitchfork death in part three. Yeah. Uh, haven't had it come through anything. It was just yeah. kind of shoved at someone. So that, that's a good one. Uh, you know, I'm a fan of, of the, 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 the sickle mm-hmm. or, uh, the, uh, you know, the Grim Reaper style scythe. Yeah. Those are, those are always good. Even though I do not think those are used on modern farms anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, Crystal Lake, not full of modern farming. That's uh, true. Not that's, really that's the bastion true. for that. No matter how many barns of doom we come across. I, I feel like, I feel like. Jason, if they bring him back, and then I'm sure they will eventually, um, mm-hmm. is definitely due for just kind of bursting his hands out of the floor and dragging somebody down, which yeah. you know has always been a, a terrifying thought for me. When I when I was a child, I had to go up a flight of stairs. I would often take two steps at a time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's something I I would want to see. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a good one. Um, Paul Huggins from Patreon Ace. Bigger pervert, baghead Jason or fuck horse? Oh, fuck horse. Uh, fuck horse is the most perverted character we've ever encountered. Yeah, I think I think baghead Jason is acting, you know, maybe on the level of maybe a 10 year old. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's kind of just acting on 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 instinct at this point, you know, hearing his mother's voice whispering to him to, to kill. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he's at that level yet of, you know, where he's also, you know, heavy breathing and staring at, you know, topless girls and all. No, right. the, the fuck horse is the king. He's king mm-hmm. pervert. <laughs> and if we're pound for pound horniness uh, when it comes to part two, crazy Ralph has to be entered into this equation. Oh, sure. I, he's, he's, he's peeping. He He's a peeper. He's a peeper. And d- don't let that great posture when he's biking fool you. He totally wants to peep on you through some windows. Yeah, you would think it, you would think he'd get caught a lot more often because he's not all crouched down. That's <laughs> true. Just standing straight and tall right in front and of that window. His back is too rigid, his spine made of steel. Um, and yet everyone's too occupied doing it to notice him peeping through windows. Uh, maybe Baghead Jason just learned it from him. Speaking of learning it from somebody, Tara from the Facebook group asked the following. Random theory. Ethel and Junior from Part 5 are, in fact, the widow and son of Crazy Ralph. Sure. <laughs> Why not? 
I mean, there's no evidence against it. Uh, we never saw crazy Ralph or, or, you know, we do know that around town, his, he's like, go home to your wife. But if your wife was Ethel and your kitchen was full of twigs nailed to the wall and kitchen cabinets, would you go home? And your, 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 your son is an overgrown man child. Uh, yeah, I would Eating not go home. I'd, I'd be hanging out at that, at that Crystal Lake diner. Yeah. No. Ride my little bike around. <laughs> peeping in windows. Person. <laughs> Warning them off, but not too much because when they leave, who are you going to peep on? Yeah. I was going to say nothing to peep at. <laughs> Holy Moses, Ethel and Junior. What a what what wonderful characters. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Such sensitivity. Um, speaking of which, uh, and pardon me, but this is the nomenclature here. Swamp Hag, who follows us on Instagram, asked us. Um, I love all the 80s fashions in the Friday uh, franchise, especially the later sequels, as that late 80s excess really starts to take hold. So which characters stood out for you looks-wise? Who are you drawn to based primarily on their fashion choices? Oh, I, I feel like uh we're I, I feel like we're both gonna be in agreement um and say uh Violet in part five. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then there's the other, I don't remember. I want to say her name was Diana uh, from part seven. Uh, the girl who, you know, dressed way too nicely for a birthday party in the woods. Right. And got herself all dolled up because she was trying to get uh, an attention, uh, the attention of one of the uh, the guys at the party. Yeah. Uh, so she, she had a very like middle school you 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 Sadie Hawkins dance look to her yeah. that that you know, gave me a lot of nostalgia but but I, I think but, it's Maddie is Maddie is yeah I, I think yes. yeah I think that's right uh, her her real name is Diana okay all right uh but but definitely certainly for cool factor I gotta go with Violet I gotta go with the uh, the guitar player Jason takes Manhattan yeah see that's the thing that. When it comes, like, people really kind of are underserved in that, that, that for that eighth movie. And the, the guitar player gal really, she should, she deserves so much better. Like, if she were the lead of that movie, you might, you got something there. Yeah. And, and the problem is, like, all the, the uniformly, like, the, 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 the the male characters are either preppies or jocks or preppy jocks. So there's not much you can say about them. With the exception, part eight, we see a lot of uh, sportswear enter it. Like JJ has that sort of Adidas uh, athletic suit that he's wearing. And then another kid has that sort of uh, a starter jacket. Like that is very much a me of the time look. Yeah, and then on the other hand, you you have part five, uh, our lovers, who oh. are are dressed are dressed like they are on their way to a community theater rendition of Greece. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a real interesting look um, that they've got going on. That is when they're not, you know, standing in front of mirrors, taking off all their clothes, because that's what ladies do when they're alone and there's a mirror. They have to see what's doing. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, that's, I, I, I think there's a, I, those are my big fashion standouts, you know, hair that's all over the place. Like, is there a bad head of hair in final chapter? I'm not sure there is like, there's some real L O O K S turn backwards looks. L E W K. David from Instagram asks if there were to be a new film, what kind of story do you think would actually work? Would you go the reboot? Would you sequel to the, 2009 reboot would it be a a requel a traditional sequel fitting into the timeline pre-jason x what is the route that you would take um well i have often heard people discuss the idea of a friday 13th in the winter time movie yeah and and i think that would actually be pretty good uh i think you maybe get like a little bit of a a a little you uh, one from column A of Friday the 13th, one from column B of The Shining. Mm. You know, you have somebody going, maybe not bringing his whole family, because I don't know how many people would actually do that. But, but you know, somebody staying at a cabin to maybe work on a novel or something. Uh, and, I mean, I don't know what sort of contrivance you could come up with to make Jason somehow still alive. Uh-huh. But, you know, on the other hand, I didn't know what kind of contrivance you 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 know, could make up to have Leatherface still alive. Yeah. And yet he was still, it was supposed to be the same Leatherface from the 74 one that was in the recent Netflix Texas Chainsaw. And I, I found myself in my, you know, that, that gif of the lady figuring out calculations. <laughs> sure. I was basically yeah. trying to figure out how, how old Leatherface would be at this point. Yeah. And, oh. and at, at minimum, he's about 70 it's hard in your seventies to really get up the gumption to, to kill an entire bus worth of uh, influencers who've kind of tried to Bitcoin your hometown. I, and I mean, uh, and that would be, and that would be suggesting that Leatherface was a teenager during the, the events of the, the original movie. And I don't think he was supposed to be. Yeah. I, hmm. That was I mean, a lo- that was a, that was a large boy. Yeah, it was a big boy. Well, you know, he's eating well uh, by the looks of it. Or you know, he's simply not exercising very much, which would not lead to you living a very long life. I mean, I, I believe that uh, the, the the Michael Myers in the new Halloween is supposed to be the same Michael Myers. He is also, it is pushing 70, if not if not more at this point. So, I mean, sure. I, when did, when did the, the, the events, when did the, uh, when, when was Jason supposed to drown like 1960 or something? I think 58. So he'd be, he'd be, he'd be in his seventies. So I yes, mean, he would be in the 70s. but he's already also, dead. Yeah. 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 I mean, he's immortal. Uh, yeah. so yeah, I guess, I mean, I, I would rather they didn't, but but at the same time, the someone you know, you know, pretending to be Jason also doesn't work. So, yeah, yeah I mean, sure, have him you know, come back to life once more. I mean, if you want to do it in the snow, like let's say it's a it's a bus full of uh, uh, a team of some kind and into intermural college teams. Um, and a, a or here's road. a funny, here's an idea. Here's an idea. I'm just throwing it out to the wolves. Sure. Uh, you can take a tour 
of the campsite where the original Friday 13th was filmed. I know this because I get text messages from them at least once a week saying, hey, we have tickets open. I can never afford them. They are prohibitively expensive. (laughs) So why not, you know, why not make it meta and have people touring this? I mean, I know we have enough of meta horror, but also I feel like just, you know, making the same story again is just kind of, you know, boring so you have you you have it in you know you know in in universe that you know it doesn't have to be you you know friday the 13th it could be a horror movie series was filmed here and they're opening it up to do tours and then that brings jason back so you've got you you've got sort of a fresh take on it but you also got you're kind of going back to the first movie where they're they're opening this campsite up after like 20 odd years. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I, like my like snowbound thing. If you took a bus and it crashes in the snow and it ends up in the lake and they take refuge in the you know remains of what was Camp Crystal Lake. And then, you know, the, the bus has opened up the ice out of the lake and Jason comes out of it. I just don't think you need to explain Jason being back. Because he's a supernatural fucking creature. That's he true. Should not That's exist. true. That's true. I mean, just... it, 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 in complete honest, honesty, I I have no need for another Friday Thirteenth movie. But you know, it's inevitable. Going to do it. It's inevitable. I, I I realize that. So if I seem a little unenthusiastic, that's just because I I don't think it's necessary. But I mm-hmm. I, I also know it's coming too. My suggestion for them is to not commit yourself to any one particular direction and commission four different writer-director teams to come up with pitches, fund them all, line them up in a row, where every Friday 13th, you release another one and you budget them so they're not gigantic. You do not need a $60 million Friday the 13th movie. No, and you don't. You don't need. It doesn't need to be you know CGI'd all to hell and back. Yeah, uh, no. I I would say you watch the recent the new Halloweens, watch the recent Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You know, read what people are saying about them and don't make the mistakes those movies made. Yeah, you know, try try to you know keep your tone consistent. Uh, you know, try to avoid a lot of, you know, already tired jokes about, you know, you know, things going viral and, and, you know, podcasters coming to, 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 because the audience will uniformly just roll their eyes at that kind yeah. of thing. And, and just, I just make like, don't, don't be so fucking precious about it. That's the thing. Like, don't expect to make it chapter one money. Just go into it. With the idea that you're going to make a bunch of Friday the 13th and the next movie is going to somehow pick up where the last one left off and just go with it so that it's a fun fucking time. People just want to see practical effects and people end up dying and taking chunks out of Jason and ultimately he's a creature that emerges from that lake. That's what he's there for, right? It's a fucking curse. That's all it is, everybody. And, you and re- don't have to explain it more than that. And resist the urge to make it PG thirteen. Go for that R oh, rating. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's just not. It's just not what people want out of a Friday the Thirteenth movie. There, I'm sure there are French. There are there are scary PG thirteen movies out there. It's simply not what you want out of a Friday the Thirteenth. It's not what anyone's going to show up for. Now, uh, Glenn, 
um, who reached out to us several different ways, emailed me, posted on IG, had about five questions. Um, and I would ask them all, but I don't, not sure we have time for every single one of them, but I think there are a few here that, um, uh, we, we should, we should talk about one is who is your favorite Jason in the franchise and why and she lists, uh, Ted white. And I would probably go in the Ted white direction. Like Ted white is a hell of a fucking, uh, Jason. I mean, I'm just going to go for the, the basic Kane Hodder because that's just, that's kind of the Jason I started with. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, nostalgia factor. Okay. Uh, I, you know, I've come around to Richard Brooker, particularly in, in part three. I think I was overly harsh about three because I'm very obsessed with why a 3D movie needs to show two different people pooping. Um, but when it comes to the Jason content, he's a really interesting evolution of the previous Jason. Of course, he looks nothing like the baghead Jason, and he might be a, an entirely different creature. We just don't know. It just, it doesn't line up and it doesn't make sense and it doesn't need to. Again, this is a weird curse. Um, and I would say that Derek Mears was a hell of a fucking Jason. Yeah, I, I think that Derek Mears took a different, and that doesn't mean bad, approach. I, I think mm-hmm. we described it once as parkour Jason. <laughs> he seemed like a really fit Jason. He's a he's a, he's a mover, that Jason. And I, I think he's a, a physical threat in that, whereas Jason had, like, sauntered like like cj graham in part six has this kind of very remarkable walk where it's uh <laughs> there's a lot of arm movement to the point where <laughs> you can kind of hear the well we're moving on up in the background <laughs> keep on trucking <laughs> keep on trucking sort of movement again uh listen to our halloween h2o to hear more about this weird walk that everyone seems to do at some point when it comes to these mass killers that makes zero fucking sense. But Derek Mears, when he had the intention to come at you, he didn't fucking dawdle. He's like, I'm here to do a job. And that is put this machete through you. And he went for it. And there's the problems with that movie are not Derek Mears, Jason related. No. As much as I dislike the coat, (laughs) but that's neither here nor there. That is now worst, that, that is now the worst stuff of legends. Jason. Who that is, is the worst Jason? The worst Jason? Yes. Uh I mean God. Uh who played him in uh, in in five? Uh we have uh John Hawk plays him in the opening dream sequence, and then Tom Morga is the one who shows up as hallucinations. Um, but uh, does that mean that that ambulance man was actually under the i, I guess so i mean th- then that would be my well, that's worst Tom one Morga. okay so that actor actually was also jason he's right up there he, he number one to the top is, yeah, yeah i mean he doesn't he doesn't have that kind of like you know kane hotter you know fills the doorway kind of presence yes sure but also kane hotter has the thing that i was never particularly a big fan of He's very angry, Jason, which, uh, okay, it's a, I'm not sure that's my thing, but he's also a heavy breather, Jason, <laughs> which is, considering he's playing him zombie Jason onward, you know, that's, 
it's, it's a lot of heavy breathing for someone who should not be taking air into their lungs. You know what I mean? That's true. That's true. Uh, okay. And then the other thing that she asked, and I, this, there's a, there's a, a, a couple people who are asking about music here. So Glenn asked, um, best pop rocks uh, song featured in the franchise. Uh, and then Ed Harris from our Patreon also asked uh, another musical question. Besides Alice Cooper in the sixth film, what music acts would you like to have seen do specialty songs for the franchise? All of the multiple rap songs that Freddie got. <laughs> um, I will say that while I've come around on a lot of heavy metal music, I've, I have, I'm coming off working a lot on the Winchesters, which I don't know will end up making it to air, but that is a prequel to Supernatural. And that had me in a real uh, 1968 to 1975 heavy metal hole. And I think I've come around on a lot of it. I am still not a gigantic fan of heavy metal of the 80s. It's so just- like, you know, like you, you, so you like, you're talking about stuff like, Deep Purple and Led right. Zeppelin. You're t- but you don't like hair metal. Or, I, I'm or- not a hair metal guy. It, it's never been my thing. So that is a me problem. That is not hair metal's problem. But for so long, particularly in the 80s, it seemed to be like you were handcuffed to heavy metal when it came to horror films. And the only thing that sort of broke that up was the rap music introduced into the end credits of Friday of uh, nightmare on Elm street movies. So I would have loved to have seen a lot more hip hop be infused into Friday the 13th. They were so reactionary in so many other ways, but early on in the eighties, you wouldn't necessarily have, you know, bunched a lot of heavy metal into it. It was a weird fallow period where, unless you were talking like a Def Leppard or an Iron Maiden, these are very diverse acts as opposed to the homogenized hair metal that it would become post like 1985. So yeah, I, more Def Leppard perhaps um, would have been nice. Um, at least the production value would have been high. I, I just think no established act wanted to be associated with no no alice cooper who at least they could draft off the same fumes yeah do you remember like that was like got like like radio airplay which 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 which, you know is to this day abuses me (laughs) i have a famous monsters t-shirt of uh the cj graham jason uh grabbing alice cooper by the throat uh, (laughs) that i wear around (laughs) Very much enjoy that. Yeah, I'm trying to. I cut the 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 eighties, early eighties was such a like a different sound. Yeah, I mean, you were still coming out of disco. There was sort of new wave was starting to become a thing. But I, yeah, what post punk band are you going to put in a Friday the Thirteenth movie? It just doesn't seem like appropriate. Where and and nothing that would have been like country would have been appropriate either. Uh, I, maybe it was right to have all this hair metal. Maybe I'm just coming around to it. And I was just too dumb to realize it before I spoke on a microphone. <laughs> but yes, I, I would have loved to hear public enemies bring on big daddy Kane, you know, more, more hip hop in, in uh, Friday the 13th movies. It does not all have to be a uh, guitar based, butt rock and certainly nothing 
that was ever broadcast from Freddy versus Jason. That, oh my God, holy no. hell, please no. don't. That no. No. maybe well, that one was, of the worst soundtracks. Well, that was time. the problem. And then we, we noted this on our last uh, commentary track, uh, yeah. which was for Halloween H2O, which the end credits rolled over a fucking Creed <laughs> song where oh, yeah, the... Yeah. You know, that when you got into the 90s, that you know, actual soundtracks were being released attached to horror movies. Whereas mm-hmm. before you just had you know, scores and mm-hmm. like theme music and maybe maybe one song on the uh on the uh, uh on the soundtrack, and it usually wasn't anybody like anybody notable. Mm-hmm. But then like, you know, when when the 90s became a period of building the soundtrack before you actually wrote the movie, uh you know, you would have like it would be you would have horror movies that had like, you know, a full, you know, 10 or 12 you know, song soundtrack. It was, you know, it, and it wasn't even always um what do they call it when the music is is in the scene. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. it would just play over stuff and, and it didn't, you know, really have anything to do with the movie at all. But yeah, to, to try to apply that to the early 80s, it's like you had to get up like Christopher Cross, you know, <laughs> air, air, air Supply. I mean, Ride Like the Wind <laughs> to Jason Chasing You is not the worst idea. <laughs> uh, I'm put that out there right now. Uh, I, I don't hate it. Uh, I just... Honestly, the best uh, song that has been in any of the Friday the 13th movies is probably the Hive's Tick, Tick, Boom. Well, that's, yes. That's the height of where it goes. And then Alice Cooper behind that. Um, but it's it's not a... There was a lot of non-music music in Friday the 13th where they, like, turn on a radio and it's those anonymous orchestra doing disco, like, in <laughs> Happy Birthday to me, that shit. <laughs> Yeah, the music, basically the music that does not cost a dime to feature on yes. your on your uh, on your soundtrack. Yes, it, it's music with quotes around it, but it's not really a song. Uh, Ed Harris from Patreon also asks, which victims would you like to have made it to the end as either the final girl or boy instead of who we ended up with in any of the franchise? Well, you know, my first thought was going to be uh, Jimmy from part four. Mm-hmm. But you know the, the people that made it to the end that, that they're fine. I, I don't yeah. mind that it was Tommy and his sister. I mean, obviously they weren't going to kill Tommy off because you know, unlike unlike some masked killers, Michael Myers, <laughs> uh, Jason Voorhees does not traditionally does not kill children. Mm-hmm. So you know, uh, Tommy, you know, was inevitably going to make it to the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so, gosh. Um, I mean, I'll I'll just let you stew on that for a second and just roll. I'm taking it back to JJ, our guitar hero from yeah, yeah. Jason Takes Manhattan. What a more interesting character than Rennie, played by the very uh, delightful Jensen Daggett. I, I think she is a, a very attractive actress, and I, I think she does okay, but she's given a nothing fucking role in that. And yeah, I mean, her entire... JJ is a character I want to know more about. Her entire character arc is she's afraid of the water. Right. That that's it. That that is her entire character. Yeah, I, I agree with you. That it would be interesting. It would be interesting to see one of the you know. Well, we have to have you know the bitchy girl. We have to have the you know the the you know the the girl who you know is 
surgically attached to her boyfriend and mm-hmm. then we have to have the kind of you know you know punky girl right but yeah you know, those are the people that you know those are also the people that are the most likely to die while you have the quote-unquote normal girl making it to the to the end of the movie normies die here's my new rule when it comes to slasher movies kill the normies exactly don't need them not not interested yeah i, I, I think weirder people you know in 2022 i think we can move away from the the character that's most coded as being a virgin as being the the, the, the person who makes it to the end of the movie right. I, I think we can finally retire that trope I, and uh, we said this uh, again we're really pointing to this h2o uh commentary that we did on our patreon but i asked this again what is it about laurie strode's unbroken hymen that makes her able to outlast michael myers zero it has shit all to do with it it's just not fucking why she lives to the end of that movie and people need to get over that and friday the 13th is a franchise has not really been one to double down on that specific trope it's it's touched on it once or twice but like when you're talking the first one like the reason that Alice lives till the end is because she pot makes her sleepy is <laughs> she, 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 she smokes, she drinks, she has sex with a very hairy uh, Steve Christie who does not satisfy her in any meaningful way. And that brings me to the other person I would love to have seen who honestly, in my mind deserved to be the final girl in that movie. Of course, my beloved uh, Brenda Jones, Lori Bertram. Uh, that is a fucking incredible performance. I love that character. Um, I think that movie, when you don't know shit about it, actually works a lot better. If you did not know anything about it, you might think that 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 Robbie. Um, I'm sorry, I I mixed up the actress with the character. Lori is the the character. Uh, no, wait a second. It's the other way around. Fucking, I don't know what I'm talking about. Like Brent, anyway. Brent, you talk about the 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 the, the character that they, you know, looking at it in in you know grown up life experience eyes is pretty much you know oh she's bisexual okay right yes yeah. yes 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 uh, I think that character is really interesting and she's the one character who has to be like drawn out in order to um to actually be killed because there's no way that Mrs. Voorhees can take her up close so um. You know, that's it's one of my favorites. It's a good one. She's a good one. Yeah. Okay. Um, so uh our old friend, returning champion, Brennan Klein. You know him, you love him. Ask us this question. If you had to add any Friday the thirteenth character on as a third co-host on the podcast, who would it be? Uh I gotta go back to Jimmy. <laughs> Because sure. I, I just think that, yeah, and really what I'm saying here is I'd rather have, I'd like to have Crispin Glover be our third co-host because I think he mm-hmm. just bring such a, I mean, we both bring a weird energy to this show, but I, yes, but I think yeah. he could really push us over the top. Mm-hmm. No, he certainly would be, we wouldn't know which way he's coming or going. That's for sure. He would keep us on our toes. I, I just want, I just want to hear him say, Patrick, my God. <laughs> <laughs> But like his mouth, I would hanging, never his, dream his, of calling him a dead fuck. I, I would that that would know, not pass my lips. His mouth just kind of hanging agape in dismay. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I realize I'm kind of confusing him. I, I'm kind of mixing up with this character in the river's edge. <laughs> 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 He's like, you know, just kind of like messed out white trash and that. But <laughs> but but like I I I I love that character. I like that movie because I went to high school with all those people. So right, yeah. No, it makes sense. Um, yeah, I I'm trying to think if anyone else really comes out to play uh with that and maybe alan from six uh who you know follows his friend from the mental institution out to you know dig up the corpse of a serial killer um that kind of friend you can rely on yeah yeah he's not gonna flake out i mean until somebody until somebody rips his heart out Right, exactly. Whether That's literally, the only whether, thing stopping him. whether literally or figuratively. True. Um, and yeah, JJ, I think would be the other one. You know, or, or, I, I or know Brenda. Else. Or Brenda. Brenda. Brenda has an appreciation for our 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 would would almost certainly have an appreciation for our sexual innuendos that that a, a, and she doesn't hold back. She she's not a person who has a lot of you know uh, barriers up to what yeah, she's willing she, to talk she, about. She's perfectly comfortable just hitting on people. Just put it right out there in the open. Creighton Duke. I think uh, he's a showman. Uh, He knows how to bring, he has a material all the time. He knows what he's talking about. The expert in his field. He knows about little girls in pink dresses in front of donuts and hot dogs, all that shit. He's again, could bring that kind of weird, you know, over the top weird energy to, to, to the show. Yes. 100%. Uh, Tori from the Facebook group asks, if you were going to uh, go on a fall break um, <laughs> and you're spending the weekend in a cabin in the woods, uh, what of the dead, which ones of the dead meat gang from the Friday the 13th movies would you choose to vacation with? Now here is a very different kind of question because we're not, we're not relying on them. These are people we want to hang with. Uh, which I think is different than I want to go into quote unquote business with you on a long-term podcast project. These are people that you just want to, you know, uh, hang out with, with for a certain period of time that are going to make the, the, the days interesting and nights even more interesting. Well, here's the thing, you know, I have to look at it in terms of, am I talking about me now or me when I was a teenager watching a lot of these movies? It's your question. You get to answer it however you wish. Okay, because my first, my immediate response would be part four. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I am an adult mm-hmm. and I should be hanging around, you know, solely with other adults. Sure. Uh, so that would put me back around part one. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I think I think overall I would say part one. You know, Brenda, Brenda seems cool. Alice seems chill. Can't really say right. much. Can't really say much for the dudes there, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, Kevin, Kevin, you know, Kevin Bacon in his prime is nice to look at. I mean, sure, you're getting that hinder at its at its best. Um, I think you know Annie. We didn't get to see much of her, but she's a good time gal. I think if Steve Christie just drives off in a jeep and we don't fucking see him again, that's fine. Yeah, one is is really high up there. Two, when you're coming to that group, there's some people that. Should have died that didn't. Well, I mean, but, if, if I'm lucky, maybe I'll go with like end up hanging out the bar with that, with that one guy, just disappears. Like you just never, right. he goes to the bar, we, we hear hide your hair ever again. Yes, that's right. 
but you're talking like sex idiot Paul Holt. You're like Terry, Vicky, Sandra, Jeff, Mark, Scott. Maybe not Deputy Winslow. He <laughs> he deserves to die for finding Jason Voorhees' toilet. <laughs> that guy I don't want to hang out with very no. much. And there's no way in fuck you're getting me to hang out with the part three. Crew. Oh, no. That's no, a no, nightmare. No, 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 no. no. Just, just a there, bunch of assholes. Well, I, listen, Vera, Vera. Vera was fine. Vera was fine. But everyone else, like, you want me to hang out with Chuck and Chili? Uh, no. Rick? Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> the biker gang of Doom? Fox? Loco? Uh, Nah. Ali seems cool, but he's fallen in with a bad crowd. Yes. Uh, that's what it comes down to. And I'd, I'd rather die any way that anyone dies in this entire franchise than hang out with anyone from part five for longer than three seconds. Oh, I mean, also, but also, you know, take into consideration those people are mentally ill. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm not the one who forced them on me. I don't want to make fun of the kids in the mental institution halfway house. Yeah, but you know what? But you know what the mental the thirteenth did to me. But you know what the mentally ill teens, you know. But also, you've got uh, uh, you know Edna and her idiot son. You've got the disgusting ambulance driver. There's no good characters in this movie, except maybe maybe the maybe the old grandpa that cooks at the uh, at the halfway house. He's all right. He he's perfectly fine. He makes good. Even pancakes. even though he like, brings even though he brings his young grandson to hang out the mental hospital. I guess he's he doesn't have anywhere else to put him. I don't know, man. That that whole movie is it's a real memory hole. We we've me. tried, okay. people. We tried. We <laughs> tried. Um aside from the whole Jack adjacent controversy, Zach from Twitter asks, what is your thoughts on the concept of Pamela Vorky's head? Following Jason throughout the entire Friday the 13th series. Yes, even into space. That, like, she's constantly up in his his, his head. Like, you got to kill for me, man. Come on, baby. Do it for mama. It's it's a bit much. It's a bit much. But the trope started in two, and they just can't let it go. Yeah, I. it's kind of a question of, like, yo, hey, Pam, uh, how much is going to be enough for you? <laughs> Because this is, you know, granted, I mean, I, I, if I lost a child, mm-hmm. I you know, would almost certainly be driven into a murderous rage, particularly if, if the, 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 my child's death came at the hands of someone else's irresponsibility. Right. Yes. But when you get past, you know, victim 100, <laughs> I'm like, mm, you know what? I, I think, I, I think I made my point. I'm sated. Again, this is, comes back to the whole Jason isn't really a Jason. I, I think that's just like a grudge curse given physical form. This is my head cannon. There's nothing to necessarily explain it. The movie is desperate to make me believe that this constantly transforming homunculi is actually a real person to, until he dies and then stays in the grave and then gets struck by lightning and is uh, risen again. I just, I don't know. It's it's all, you know, hokum uh, to me. So I think it's something you kind of, it's just part of the grudge. It's it's the curse, I guess. Uh, it's not my favorite part of it all. I, I don't need it. I just need Jason to get up and pick people up like he has amazing, you know, forearm strength and start swimming again because he's such a great swimmer. 
he he somehow forgot to swim in uh, in in Manhattan. Yes, right. He just walks along the bottom of the ocean. Paint just saying hi to Aquaman on his way. Yeah. Oh, what a movie. What off picture. Uh, Casey from the Facebook group asks, in the style of living in a cozy little coastal town like Cabot Cove, which version of Crystal Lake and its accompanying town and townies would you like to live at? So... Which version of Crystal Lake in any of the franchise do you think is like your speed? Oh, well, I mean, to be fair, I basically went to high school in in a (laughs) town that looked very much like Crystal Lake. Uh, Mm. So I I have a lot of mixed feelings uh, uh, about that environment. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, certainly, certainly from part one looks the closest to what that felt like to me with like the diner and, and, you know, people acting a little weird and squirrely. Mm-hmm. I mean, certainly I, I didn't, I, I thought it was, you know, pretty goofy how in the, the, the reboot, you know, everybody apparently kept this, you know, mass serial killer a secret because he also, you know, had the best pot in three counties. <laughs> no, again, are they part of his, pot distribution system i think that they honestly i honestly think that you're that's what you're supposed to assume that you know they as long as they leave the townspeople leave him alone you know they could they can help themselves to all the the the, uh you know the devil's lettuce that they want to (laughs) to yet they want to go to they want to go to philly it's about an hour drive away new york city Mm -hmm. hour and a half you got yourself you got yourself a nice little side hustle sure why not um, I, of all of them, yeah, definitely not the 09 remake that I do not want to be part of a criminal conspiracy. Uh, I think the part two version, um, has some, a nice looking downtown to it. I, I've always been interested in that sort of town what that's built on top of giant concrete slabs. Um, so you're off the top of the road. That's always been interesting to me. I don't know why. It's just one of those things that draws me to those early Friday the 13th movies. But I, I think probably out of all of them, the being in a lakeside community thing from part four is my jam. Yeah. That, yeah that's, around good, the lake. that's a good point. That looked very uh, bucolic, except for, you know, when you know, murders are happening. <laughs> I, I'm curious as to, you know, being that you grew up in basically, you grew up in Los Angeles. So the, the mm-hmm. settings of these movies really, I mean, are there any, uh, you know, uh, uh, mass murder franchises that have ever taken place in Los Angeles? Uh, I mean, there's Hellbent, which takes place in WeHo. Uh, so there's that. Um, most of the LA killers get killed off right away. So right. Cause you've got like, you got Cobra, you've got 10 to midnight, but like, uh, there aren't any franchises that, that really, no. so, you know, a, a woodsy setting must be, you know, either, you know, USA, oh, that looks nice or God, that looks terrible. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah, it's not exactly mm, what, yeah. I mean, I have, I have, I, I grew up with, and and still have friends from the area 
who live in houses that are far apart enough from each other where definitely someone could come in and murder everyone and nobody around you would ever know. <laughs> like, right, right. like the only, the only way they would know is like, you know, maybe like, you know, you know, a week or two later, your mailman shows up and says, Hey, no one's come to get the mail. Maybe I should check on this. Yeah. Uh, Lindsay. Oh yeah. Lindsay Travis, uh, a uh, future guest at some point, we're going to get Lindsay Travis on, on the show. Uh, but she's busy. She's, she's, she works for a living. Uh, she says, uh, someone we need to, and she says, uh, the, he's killing me line. And she says part five, but I'm pretty sure it's part four. Um, you know, they, I could be wrong. She could be wrong. <laughs> Who could say You'd think I'd have all of this knowledge. Well, he's uh, he's the brother of the girl who uh, got who killed in, in the sad sandwich in part. Was that part two or part three? That <laughs> no, was part two, sad sandwich. Oh, okay. All right. Um, but he's, he's trapped in the basement. He fancies himself a real Jason killer. Uh, and he ends up, Jason is uh, way too much for him. And he ends up getting killed in that basement. And he, he yells, he's killing me. And her question is, is this the scariest or the funniest line in the series? Um, I think it's pretty scary. I think it's, I think it's pretty scary. I, I think it's pretty I, effective. I think if you're watching it ironically, and it's very easy to do that with Final Chapter. But that is one of those things where it has that it is one of the rare moments where you're actively hearing somebody in the middle of their murder. There's a lot of Jason has a lot of I stab you and then you make a funny face and you fade off into the, the netherworld. And this is the one time someone's getting the hell beaten out of them and cut to ribbons. It's not slow. He's really taking his time here. And so. I think it comes off funny the first time you hear it. And then the more times you watch it, the scarier it gets for me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, as you said, Jason isn't usually known for spending his time on people. So, you know, that this is a little drawn out mm-hmm. and, and nobody wants to, you know, we, we, you know, one of our running gags is deciding which way we choose to die. And we both of us always tend to take the one that you know we go the fastest yeah. because nobody wants to be aware that they're about to die. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I think that that it, it's scarier when you think in terms of hmm, what would I be doing or saying if this was happening to me? Yeah. And, and I said nobody nobody wants to be aware. You it, you know, even separately of being you, you tremendous pain and trauma that you know this is the end this is happening there's nothing i can do about it uh you know it's kind of like you ever like fall down and you like in your brain you're like uh i'm falling i'm falling falling." (laughs) and this is that writ large yes this is that but being stabbed repeatedly with a garden claw that's is not a quick death. He does not get a quick win. He's not getting a no. impaled by spear or, you know, uh, stabbed in the head with a knife. This is a very elongated death. And his it, cry of, he's killing me, and how you can't do anything about it, is the, the more you think about it, haunting. Well, yeah. In and the it's moment, like, mm, yeah, it, well, it be, it's but, funny. Yeah, well, yeah, you have to think in terms of, you know, you, you, you read enough true, read and watch enough true crime, and you realize that um, 
it actually takes a lot to kill someone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, you pop them in the head with a you know you know a handgun, fine, but you know anything else, strangling, stabbing, whatever, it it takes a while. And, yeah. and I think a lot of a lot of slasher movies, you know don't want to go there because it's, it's, True. and I'm glad, I'm glad they don't because it, it's too much. You know, you, you, it's better to just, you know, have somebody's head get cut off with like a machete or something. Cause it's quick and it's yeah. clean and, you know, it doesn't feel, I mean, the word pornographic isn't quite what I mean, but like graphic for graphics sake. Yes. Like there are, there are a couple horror movies that it, they're a little, and I realize I am, I am, you know, saying something shocking to the horror community at large. Some of them were a little too much for me. <laughs> like uh Hatchet. That that movie's sure. a little that movie's a little too much for me. Um it's it's a lot when someone gets their jaw ripped off of their skull. Yeah. That's... Uh Laid to Rest. I I have seen that. I'm like, hmm, I am I never need to watch that again. <laughs> I don't It's uh, what drives me away from the whole saw thing. Like I yeah. don't like prolonged like as close as prolonged as it gets is the scream thing right where it it takes it takes a while to actually put someone down right Uh, right um steven uh from the facebook page asks after fighting freddy jason went on to appear in the mortal Kombat video game where he took on other pugilists such as scorpion triborg and the predator which other fictional characters should he take on uh mr six from the six flags commercials (laughs) i don't think mr six from the six flags uh can can be killed to be honest i i I think he would just he would just kind of engage he would just engage him in in a dance-off until freddy collapses in exhaustion Mm -hmm. the killers from just before dawn i think that would be a real grudge match and it would be a two spoiler alert for just before dawn it would be two on one so uh, I think that would be a tough, toughie for, I mean, for a, certainly a pre-zombie Jason. I would like to see Jason go up against uh, Madman Mars because okay, right. yeah. because they're mm-hmm. both they're both backwoods mutants. Uh, <laughs> so. They both have raw that raw animal strength. Yes. Then uh, you know Madman Mars has a folk song and Jason does not. He does not. He, he at best he has an Alice Cooper song. Uh, which is not folksy at all. Um, and we don't have nearly enough uh, jacuzzi deaths in the Friday the 13th franchise. We, we don't have enough novelty belt buckles in the in the, uh, <laughs> in the Friday the 13th franchise. Uh, Megan from Patreon asks, Kevin Bacon and Crispin Glover, two of the most well-known and successful Friday the 13th alums, what A-listers or serious thespians would you have cast in a Friday the 13th movie? Um um like like early in their career or or now yeah i well I, yeah i would say like you obviously established stars typically don't end up in friday the 13th movies the 09 remake being the one who's the, the most egregious where it's using a lot of tv people um a lot of yeah, a lot of, Cana- a lot of canadian actors young, <laughs> right um i mean honestly i i would love to see uh would love to have seen uh, Adam Driver play an adult Tommy. Oh, okay. Because yes. because I think he's got that sort of very you know unintentionally because he seems like a lovely guy in real life, but uh, the kind of unintentionally menacing energy. 
Yeah. Yeah, I can totally see that. Um, I'm trying to think of their name uh, from uh, Happy Death Day. Uh, the lead actress who plays Tree. Uh, why do I remember her? Her uh, Jessica Roth. I think Jessica Roth is really interesting actress, and I don't think she's getting nearly the opportunity she deserves. Um, I think she's really interesting, and she would she would fit in that Friday the Thirteenth universe rather easily. Yeah, you know, I I would throw out there um, Florence Pugh, mostly oh, be, yeah. mostly because she's a really good screamer. Mm-hmm. She's got that nice horse scream. Yeah, we were we, we we were we were you know talking about how we love Jamie Lee, but Jamie Lee is not a good screamer. A little little no. it's a little little piercing, a little shrill. But yeah. uh, but like when 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 Florence Pugh screams, it actually sounds like it hurts. Like have you have you have you ever like just screamed really loud? Like like. Uh, like your chest hurts afterwards. Uh, you you yes. you feel that a little to you know kind of go off uh off book here and talk about another horror movie real quick. The Hunger. Uh, David Bowie for his character he he rapidly ages into an elderly man, and he said to get his voice to sound like a raspy old person, he went on the mm-hmm. Manhattan Bridge and screamed at the top of his lungs. Oh wow. But yeah, it 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 you know she sounds like she's really putting her whole lungs into it, and and, and she's I, such I, an interesting actress. She like is. Every, she just makes everything kind of weirdly come alive. Like you can't, you can't manufacture that. You can only find it. And she just it doesn't really matter what genre of movie I'm watching her in. She is instantly really compelling. She just there's something about how she doesn't ever feel fake. Even when she's doing the fakest shit possible, exactly. And and she would have she would have to be the final girl. I, I would not buy her being killed off. You know, even relatively late in it, I, I, she'd have to be the final girl. Yeah, uh, I'd love to draft our favorite Hollis from My Bloody Valentine, Keith Knight, um, specifically playing Hollis. He has to be Hollis. Yes, he just shows up. Hey guys, he how just are shows you? Up. He's cool as fuck. Everyone listens to what he has to say. He keeps his you know head together under pressure. Gotta love it. Um, okay, just just so. swung by New Jersey on my way from out of Canada. <laughs> Zombie Ham uh, from Instagram asks us: We never see Jason eat at all. So, what food do you think Jason actually? would like so much that he would actually calm down, stop killing and eat it. I mean, what draws him to give raccoon carcasses, raccoon carcasses, road. road yeah. I, yeah. I mean, street pizza, <laughs> you know, wash it down with some nice warm, sunny day, <laughs> some dry peanuts. Yeah. These are, these are all, possible. I mean, he's, he's an animal. He's feral. So, you know, yeah. he's, he's going to just, you know, eat pine cones and, 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 <laughs> You know, whatever unidentifiable, you know, recently deceased animal he can find. Yeah. Uh, Brant from the, the Facebook group asks, where is the worst place to be caught having sex or about to have sex by Jason? Uh, do they mean in the movies or just just it, where, where we I think I it, well, I think it can be from the movies or it could be where you think would be the worst place to be caught having sex while Jason is about to kill you. I mean, in the movies are all bad because yeah. I, I would not want to have sex at a campsite. 
you know, whether it's outside or on one of those hard little cots or anything like that. None, none of that seems comfortable at all. Yeah. Uh, in in real life, uh, I, I don't know, porta potty. <laughs> yeah, porta potty would be right up there. Porta potty is like the worst of all. Worlds. You know, you That's... should not be having sex in a porta potty anyway. Yeah. But you know, to get caught by a killer there, I mean, what's more embarrassing? That if you... it's some sort of penthouse letter situation that you know, I, I never thought this would happen to me. I'm having sex in a. Porta <laughs> I never potty. thought I'd have sex in a porta potty. <laughs> but then it started happening, and then Jason Voorhees showed up. I, yeah. I that's, challenge that's anybody to try to make a a story about having sex in a porta potty sexy. <laughs> That that is uh, something that people are going to fail at. I mean, maybe uh, maybe if the porta potty just came off the factory, it's on the factory yeah. line, like it's in the warehouse. Like it's like it's like you up. and the quality control lady. <laughs> There's only way one way I know to make sure that this porta potty is ready to be out in the world, honey. We got to have sex inside. Got to got to make sure that occupied lock works. <laughs> Uh, Derek from our Patreon ass. Um, I'm interested in how the Friday the 13th franchise ranks in comparison to other franchises, your Halloweens, your child's plays, etc. I've always liked Friday the best, but your reviews of Scream have made me think that pound for pound, it may be the best. I think we've talked about this a few times. And pound for pound, I think child's plays the most interesting journey. Um, I, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to agree with Derek and say, I, I do think Scream is the best one. I, I, cause I don't think there are any bad ones in Scream. Now, That's the, uh, yeah. the three is three is the weakest in the, right. in, in the franchise, but it doesn't make it a bad movie. It just means it's the weakest in that bunch. Yeah. I, I think if I you're, mean, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no. I was just going to say, you compare it to the worst of any of these other franchises and it's like fucking you know, the Godfather next to part five or dream master, or, you know, take your swing at any of the weird Texas chainsaw massacres. Like I, it's, it doesn't quite work, but the reason it doesn't is because the executive producer of it is fucking with the movie. Cause the movie is telling the audience, Hey, this guy who's the executive producer is an avid rapist. That to me elevates it above most art because it's trying to tell everybody the truth. Yeah, if, it, if they if it had been allowed to do what they wanted with it, it would have been much better. But yes. and, and again, you know, you've got uh, Parker Posey's character who really elevates it. It's not a bad movie. It's just compared to the other ones, it's not as good. Yes. Now, and I, I think they course correct. And yes. I think just the overall quality might make it the the franchise with the most quality entries in it and see for the opposite of that it's hard for me to it's it's got to come down to between friday the 13th and halloween like they when they're on they're really on and when they don't when they don't work or when they're lazy or in the case of halloween when they keep making the same fucking movie over and over and over that mm. it just completely loses me nightmare on elm street um Again, Dream Master is pretty pretty bad, uh, but and I'm not a huge fan of um, uh, Freddy's Dead, uh, but the rest of them are are, are good to great. Um, yes, but it also has that reboot, which is a amongst the oh, worst things that has ever ever 
That's true. Yeah. Commercially make a shit ton of money. Yeah. If you're talking like, like franchise reboots that I, that I'd have to go with, uh, uh, Halloween, Friday the 13th, and way down at the bottom, Nightmare. And I didn't even like the Halloween reboot that right, much. Yeah. Um, and I really didn't like the Friday the 13th one. Um, but yeah. Nightmare is even worse than that. So it, what's really worse is that there's a, that the, the movie they wanted to make there is interesting. And they decided they got scared. And as a result, they made something that's pretty much reprehensible. Uh, it's reprehensible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, I, I kind of lost interest, uh, in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre after three. And from what I understand, they just keep adding family members and origin stories and extra people and different ways of how, how, uh, Leatherface became Leatherface. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I I do think Next Generation is something we might want to consider for the show. Is that the one because, with uh, Matthew McConaughey? Yes, yes. Yeah, because yeah, you got a lot of people who went on to much better things, doing some interesting things. In this. And it's a buck wild fucking swing. That's a that's a movie that's swinging, baby. So do they hit the ball? Oh fuck no! But the delicious noise they make is they twirl around the base in cartoon fashion like goofy at the bat um is is well worth our time and attention at some point just that's a real stay tuned um uh william from the facebook group says yeah at what point does crystal lake connect to, directly to the ocean uh, it's, uh, we don't we'll never know we'll never know it's a magic portal maybe dr strange is involved but he also asked uh why haven't there been recurring female protagonists we know that alice gets Jason in the same movie, but all the others are one-stop shops. And to me, that's a bonus. Yeah. Cause it'd be too, they would be too close to Halloween then. Yes. Um, and it's not like a lot of these franchise sequels that do bring back people end up serving those characters. Well, hence, what happens in to Lori in the H2O to resurrection era. And and, like, and to keep and to keep belaboring a point, uh what happens to uh uh Sally in the recent reboot of uh Texas the Texas Chainsaw, where you want to talk about a character ill served yeah. by by uh yeah. by by a script. There you go. There's there's I your example. Sydney and Gail are a special sauce, and you can get very high on that supply to believe that all these people could have brought back the same person to constantly survive it. But there, there gets to be a diehard factor where how many, how many times can this dude barely escape death? Right. And it just gets too ridiculous. It just has to be a new group of people in my mind. Yeah. And that's, that's part of the special sauce of what makes Friday the 13th, Friday the 13th. Not, and not, frankly, not all horror movies have to be, you know, quote unquote, really about trauma. Yeah. You know, sometimes it could just, you know, sometimes a cigar is a cigar and it could just be a, a, you know, a mass killer, you know, running around stabbing and slashing people. And that's fine. There's always, a, there's yes. always a place for that at the horror table. We may have reached the height of trauma born horror. Like we've, it, there's always an element in it, well, but I think the high key element of trauma as uh, an absolute starting point for either our killer or our final girl 
may have reached a zenith. Yeah, I, I think that the problem is, is that it, it's... It, I don't feel that it's appropriate when inserted into a slasher genre uh, because the, the those movies tend to, by design, feature a lot of throwaway characters, a lot of characters that the audience, you know, you know, wants nothing more to see them die brutally. You, you can't combine, you know, your hereditaries with your Halloweens. It, it, it just, right. it just yeah. doesn't work. It's a totally different type of movie it's a totally different type of subgenre uh cody uh from our patreon um asks i think a good uh question to go out and and, and if you we got such a wonderful response from everyone thank you yeah. everyone uh we thought oh i i it's my busiest time of year and you know gina's got a lot of shit going on so we thought maybe we were doing this too late to ask people, but you responded in droves and thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If we didn't ask your question this time, we will try to pick it up. And um, if, if you sent it in or we didn't ask your exact question, our, our apologies, but I think Cody has a good one to go out on. I think uh, it, and that is, has your opinion on the films in the series actually changed upon rewatch? Uh yeah, I like I mentioned, um, I actually, upon second viewing, I found Jason Goes to Hell a lot more entertaining. Now, mm. that doesn't mean I thought it, it was you know, better, just because right. just, it's still a not very well-made movie. Um, they are, there's no follow through on any of the, the, the you know, ideas that they kind of, you know, toss up in the air. Uh, you know, the, the, uh, you know, the uh the, the ending with you know, freddie dragging him down it's, it's pretty silly but mm. i i do appreciate you know there, there was an attempt you know <laughs> uh, and a gold a gold star i mean i love the heart eating scene that that part you know upon second viewing i'm like oh this is fucking great with yeah. the with the the uh, you know the little tinker bells flying around, I must have a uh, uh, memory hole. The uh, the chasing, you know, strapping a man to a table and shaming him like it was some sort of like <laughs> like we stumbled across some sort of fetish video. I was like, wow, I don't remember this at all. That might be yeah. that might be the single most weirdest moment in in, uh, in yes. the entire franchise. Just like, what are you even doing here? And but I don't mean that in a bad way. Like, like what are we doing here? This is this is wild. It's a weird swing and it, it doesn't connect to anything else in the movie. It's not like this is something that reoccurs or is explained. It's just something that happens. So yeah, it's, it's totally bug nuts. I, I wish the movie were more bug nuts, to be honest with you. The biggest one that's turned around for me, and I've said it before, but it's Friday the 13th part three. I was very harsh on it <laughs> as a 3d movie. And I don't like a lot of the characters. My apologies. I just hit the microphone. I'm not a fan of the characters, but I do think the movie, when you just watch it, especially with a group moves, baby, that third act is fan fucking tastic. And if you have the chance to watch it in 3d, I suggest that you do because it actually explains why it's filmed the way it is. It makes sense in 3d in 2d it doesn't make a lick. Like it just doesn't work for me in terms of how the it operates as a piece of cinema in 3d. It's a lot better and it doesn't waste a lot of time. And when you get to that third act, it's amongst the best uh, third acts in all of the franchise's history. 
um, you know, that's, I think the, for me, the entry that improves in my esteem upon, upon rewatch. Um, and I think, I don't know that I can go through Jason X again. No, that's just no. something I gotta leave. I, I, I have like. no desire to, for love or money to, to ever revisit part five, uh, mm-hmm. Jason X, uh, the, the reboot, <laughs> everything else, you know, I'll, I'll give another shot. But those are those are the ones I'm like, nope, I am perfectly fine. Uh, never having those darken my mental door ever again. I would watch the reboot again over Freddy versus Jason, despite the one fantastic Freddy death in it. I think that movie is kind of worthless. <laughs> and I kind of that is the one that really dropped because I thought that was a real romp and upon watching it and seeing it's very misogynist themes. It's just, it's just kind of hateful. Yeah. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'll throw that one on the, on, on the fire as well, but great, great Freddie, uh, dream death. Like that is where you can go. If you had done more of this and more folding people in half in beds and less time focused on date rape, and you didn't and, like kill off Catherine Isabel like the first 25 minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's just fucking ridiculous. People screaming in the middle of the school hallway. What a picture. Uh, so that just about does it, everybody. It's Friday the 13th. It doesn't matter what our opinions are. Like, let us know what your favorite, uh, you know, answer these questions. Like, hit us up on any of the locations you reached out to us. And let us know how you feel about any of these questions. We'd love to hear from you. There are no wrong answers uh, unless you're a giant fan of Jason X. Then you're wrong. You're bad. You should feel bad. No, no, no. no, no. Love what you love. Don't fucking let anybody else talk you out of your emotional response to a motion picture. It is yours. Uh, But thank you very much to everyone who reached out with questions. Uh, it, It just does us our heart good to, to hear from our fans. Yes. Thank you very much. Uh, Jason Hall of uh, Jason, <laughs> Josh Hollis does our art. I don't know what Jason Hollis does for us. Probably nothing, but, but Josh Hollis does all of our artwork. Revenge body does all of our music. You can reach out to us on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, our email at killbykillpod at gmail.com. Please, for the love of all that is holy rate and review us. If you have not already on your podcatcher of choice, if it allows that on uh, Spotify, I, uh, uh, iTunes, Apple podcasts, uh, you know, all these play- Google podcasts, please. Um, if you like the show and you have the ability to do that, please do that for us. It does so much for us. Gina, where can people find you on these air internets? Uh, before I, before I give out my information, I want, we don't normally do birthday shout outs, okay. but because this person's a birthday falls on Friday 13th this year, it's today. Well, when this, when this goes live mm-hmm. and it's also the birthday of our most frequent uh, guest and a very dear friend of both myself and the show, it's Megan Sunday's birthday. Oh, Yay, Megan, Megan. So happy birthday, We Megan. love you, Megan. Well, I hope you have a wonderful day. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Um, <laughs> And then uh, you can find me on Twitter under Gina Does Things. I'm also on Instagram under the same name. And I write about television and movies at school.net. Uh, my recent reviews are the 
include the Hulu True Crime miniseries Candy and Under the Banner of Heaven. And I will be covering the HBO Max documentary George Carlin's American Dream. So you can look for that pretty soon. Very cool. Uh, and you know all our infos. Uh, next week, we'll be back with more Dish by a Dish. We're talking about episode two of season three. It's more of our Murder Husband's Italian adventures. Uh, you're going to want to get on board for that. It's a good time. Do it today. People, check it out for myself and for Gina. The body count will continue. Happy Friday the 13th, everybody. Kill, 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 ma, ma, ma.